Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So I want to start by giving a little bit of background info about my family members, and then my wife and I too. So my family members are all either in the medical field or in the IT field. My grandparents are included. They are very credible people and they're usually pretty skeptical to a certain point. My wife is working on a bachelor's degree in radiology, x-ray, and I am working on my master's degree in data analytics. My wife and I both attend online programs for school due to COVID and the fact that we have a one and a half year old too, but anyway... Our property consists of 55 acres of dense forest and a small house. My family has owned the property for a little under a decade now and nobody lives out there. My family bought it for an occasional getaway and for emergencies and my grandparents and both my uncles would always tell us stories of hearing strange sounds at night, something beating on tree trunks with sticks and they would also apparently hear something knock up against the house from time to time too. They would allegedly also hear whistles at night and they would find broken tree limbs set up in weird ways, almost like some kind of a fence or a barricade towards the back of the property. My grandpa, trying not to sound crazy, said that he thought that it was essentially a North American primate that hadn't been officially acknowledged by the scientific community, Bigfoot in other words, and my wife and I had never been believers in Bigfoot, ever, I'll admit that I'm a believer in ETs, I guess because the universe is so big, but I would have never considered Bigfoot's existence even a possibility, or any other large undiscovered mammal in North America for that matter. So, April of this year, my wife and I decided to go and stay out there for a couple of months, just to get away from the distractions of being in your early 20s living in the city. 
So literally on our first night there after moving all of our stuff in the house, we started experiencing all of the same stuff that my family described. Weird noises, knocks, whistles, always feeling like you're being watched. We would have fires right by the tree line at night and have a few drinks and whatnot. And you would hear something that sounded like it had two legs and was big just inside the tree line where you couldn't see it. It would just sit there too and not walk away, but it would just walk back and forth inside the tree line and sort of watch us. Whatever it was, it was probably curious because, well, there hadn't been any human activity whatsoever on our property in over a year until my wife and I came along. But the same stuff would happen over and over for about a month and a half too, mainly just hearing weird noises as soon as the sun went down, all the way until the sun came up, and pretty much every night it seemed like. But then, my wife and I, we actually saw something one night. So it was like 10pm and we were outside in front of the house and behind the house is where the forest is. I'm on the phone with the internet people because our internet was down. When me and my wife heard something that sounded like a coyote howl coming from the small field that separates our house and the forest. It was less than 100 yards away but my house lights don't reach that far therefore we couldn't actually see what it was. Almost at the same time we heard a second sound. But this sound was more of a high-pitched chuckle, but coming from the same direction, so we thought whatever it was, was more than one of them. Anyway, about five minutes pass and we don't think anything about it. I thought it was just coyotes, like I said. When, to the left of my house, about 30 or 40 yards away, is my neighbor's stable where all of their livestock hang out. Two or three horses, goats, cows, some chickens, I think, and a couple of guard dogs as well. I also think it's important to note that my neighbors had just bought all of these animals, except for the dogs and the horses, within the two weeks prior to this event. In other words, the livestock was a new addition to my neighbor's property. So anyway, I noticed that the mama cow was getting really anxious about something, and she was looking at something in the dark that my wife and I couldn't see. And the mama cow actually stepped on one of her calves by accident, I think, trying to get in between them and whatever it was that was spooking her. A few seconds later, though, she charges at whatever it was. And then me and my wife were finally able to make out the animal in the darkness. At first, it was on all fours or kind of squatting down. And when the cow charged at it, it stood up on two legs and ran away like that. It was black or dark brown and must have been at least seven feet tall. One weird thing though was that when it ran away it made no sound whatsoever. And this all happened like 30 or 40 yards away from where my wife and I were standing so we definitely should have heard something. Another weird thing too is that my neighbor's dogs, they roam freely at all times and they would bark at pretty much everything. But for some reason when this happened, these dogs were nowhere to be found. It was almost like they didn't want any part of whatever it was that we saw. So, what I heard sounded like coyotes, but what I saw, man, it looked a lot like a, a big bear, I guess you could say. The only thing is that bears, they really don't make those sorts of sounds, and they also don't run from a threat on their hind legs like that, so I don't for sure know what it was. 
I've always thought that it was pretty unlikely that Bigfoot exists, but there is definitely something out there in those woods. All I know is that it wasn't any animal known for living in this part of the National Forest. I was born and raised in Houston, but I've spent a lot of time hunting and living in Colorado for a year now, and hiked the mountains every weekend almost for quite a long time. So I would say that I'm pretty up to date with being outdoors and identifying common animals by sound and sight and whatnot. Oh, and uh, by the way too, after me and my wife finally saw whatever had been making all those weird noises every night, my wife was so freaked out that we packed our stuff and moved back to Houston a few days later, literally. I tried to argue against it because I enjoyed being out there, despite the unusual stuff that happened that is, but she just couldn't handle being out there any longer and when night came around she would always be super anxious I think. I actually didn't have any idea about the whole missing 411 subject too until that experience led me to do some research so this whole phenomena is all relatively new to me but the whole experience definitely opened my mind a little bit at least. Whenever I think about this though it always makes me wonder if whatever these things are have ever taken a hiker or taken small children or something. And I guess the moral of the story is that if you ever do go out in the wilderness no matter what the situation is and no matter who you are always always be prepared because you just never know what you might run into. Something incredibly terrifying happened to me about 12 years ago now. I'm a female and I was about 14 at the time that this occurred. I had just been put into a foster care due to family issues that never really resolved. It had been a very stressful time to put it lightly. I was moving schools, lost all of my personal belongings, aside from a bag of clothes and a few action figures, lost my siblings and my mother, and lost my original home all at once. After I was moved into fostering, I was put on different medications, and when one didn't fit, they put me on another, which could be a valid explanation for what happened to me, but it still doesn't make much sense to this day, because the medication that I was put on... It really shouldn't have done this. But whatever it was, it still freaks me out when I even think about this. So, I believe around the time that this happened, I had just started another medication earlier that week. I was in my new room on this particular night on the bottom bunk of the bunk bed. I didn't have to share with anyone else. My TV was on, which illuminated my room for the most part. But the volume was on though, and I just couldn't get to sleep, so... I just sort of had a random channel on, but that's the kicker. I just couldn't get to sleep. I was wide awake. And that was when things got really weird. So I'm laying on my back, staring at the bottom of the bunk above me, thinking and trying to relax, when I begin to feel like literal claws dragging down my spine. It felt like it was from beneath the mattress, if that makes sense as if something was inside the mattress itself and was sort of scratching at me. I froze completely rigid and stopped breathing because I was terrified. I thought that it was my imagination, but then it continued. 
over and over, slowly dragging human-sized long-clawed hands on both sides of my back straight down, as real as anything. And the claws pressed deeper as time went on as if emboldened by my lack of reaction. I was absolutely petrified, completely awake too, mind you, and I knew that I was awake too, so it definitely wasn't sleep paralysis. I pinched myself to be sure even, and it felt like it went on for a good 15 minutes too before finally it just stopped, all of a sudden, entirely. I must have waited for at least an hour of watching TV to calm down before I even got the courage to check beneath my bed. And when I did, there was nothing there, not even a piece of clothing. It never did happen again, not even when I switched medications past that point. I've never had a hallucination before this occasion, and I've never had another one after this too. So the thought of it being a hallucination still seems just so implausible to me. Especially when I did some research on the medication because, well, there's really nothing in it that should cause hallucinations like this. I just can't get the feeling of those claws touching me out of my head though. It's still so vivid to me and so real, and it's haunted me for all these years. So this is the first time living alone in my apartment. I was walking out to my car in heels to attend an evening church service when I hear this guy saying, Hey, hello, can you help me? I'm standing about 10 feet away, and when I stop to observe, it's this man in a wheelchair. He has one sack of groceries in his lap and two on the ground beside him. He had on what looked like veteran attire and combat boots. But what stood out to me the most is I noticed how incredibly built and buff this guy was. Not just his arms too, but his calves. And at that, the hairs on my arms and neck instantly stood up. I guess while sort of silently observing him, he was waiting for me to walk up to him. But... I took a few steps back instead and shook my head. His immediate response was, I'm not going to do anything to you, can't you see that I'm in a wheelchair? He then pointed to his door and said, Look, I just need help putting the bags inside my door on the floor, that's all. But I declined politely and I began to walk away. He began screaming though, cursing and insulting me, and that was what basically made me run to my car. Save for my car with the doors locked, I just couldn't shake that awful feeling off of me. Fast forward to a couple of days later as I'm driving down the street headed home, and who do you think I see walking without a limp or a cane or with any sort of visible disability? My heart dropped when I saw him and I stayed in my apartment for a week too scared to go out in case of any other encounters. And to this day, this strange encounter... It still really haunts me. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. So it's roughly 9.30pm. It's a Tuesday night. Nothing ever happens on a Tuesday. But I went downstairs to get my dog so she could sleep in my bed with me. I said goodnight to my parents, got my meds, and got a glass of water. I set the cup down and turned the lights off, totally forgetting about the glass of water. I placed my dog on my bed, turned on my laptop, and I realized that I left my water downstairs. So I went back down to get it, and when I did, I saw a car pull up through my kitchen window. At first I thought it was my older sister, but she was staying at a friend's house. I looked out and it was a small compact car from what I could see too there were two men inside. I had no clue who they were so I began to sort of watch and stress out a bit. I tried to get a closer look making sure that I couldn't be spotted. I'm a pretty small guy like 5'5 and pretty weak as well. A 14 year old kid can't take on two tall and buff looking men and I saw something in the back of the car but I couldn't quite make out what it was. I sort of snapped myself out of it though and grabbed my water, When out of the corner of my eye I saw one of them get out and walk towards my house. Well, at this point I lost it a bit and I ran to my parents' room. I asked who was outside. My dad was confused and said, is it your sister? But I shook my head and I told him that we don't know these people. They definitely were not our neighbors, plus their houses are like walking distance there's no reason that they would need a car to get to our house. So he got up and my mum followed. They looked out the front door and they saw a tall man in a grey Under Armour hoodie walking up and carrying something. My dad instantly went out there and freaked out at the guy. My mum rushed me upstairs and had a phone at the ready. I went to my room still holding my water and I have no clue what happened. My dad refused to tell me what it was and so does my mum, but two guys creepily drive up to your house when it's pitch black at night. Whatever it was, it can't be good. When I turned 11, I started babysitting my nieces and nephews because I was finally old enough. I'd been babysitting for maybe about four years when this happened. I was about 15 at the time and my sister worked early mornings, so she had asked me to stay the night to babysit for her and whatnot. I wasn't allowed to have a phone, so my mum would let me take hers just in case, but I babysat two boys. One was about eight at the time, his name is D, and the other was three or four, and his name is M. 
My sister lived in a not so great part of town, so I would always keep the doors locked up at night. Plus, I like to listen to scary stories and I was super into true crime as well and just a pretty paranoid kid. Now, there was a pretty large apartment complex next to my sister's house and it had some pretty sketchy people there, but they had a pretty nice playground and a basketball court right outside the house and we would go there to play there a lot. On this particular day though, I had just woken up and I was making some French toast for my two nephews. I was listening to music with my earbuds because they were still sleeping, but I knew that they would be up soon. And you know when you have music in your ears, how sometimes it sort of sounds like someone is calling out to you or you think you hear something? Well, I kept hearing noises and I kept pulling my earbuds out to listen, but the noises would always stop. I must have done it about a dozen times too before eventually I just chalked it up to my imagination. But about the time that I was finishing up the French toast, my nephews came out of the room and into the kitchen ready to eat. I sat my younger nephew in his booster chair and started cutting pieces up for him to eat while my older nephew was sitting at the table with a plate full of French toast. We turned on the XM radio and started playing some kids music while eating. And like I said, I thought that I was hearing noises again, but I just kind of tuned them out at this point. We finally finished eating though and I put the dishes in the sink and got the kids dressed. They were begging to go to the playground so I gave in and said sure. And as I was getting dressed I heard a really loud crack all of a sudden. I jumped and ran out of the room pretty freaked out and went to check on the boys instantly. D came out of his room with M in his arms and I looked at D and said did you break something? He shook his head though and looked absolutely petrified. Well, I told the boys to stay in the hallway since there were no windows and I wasn't really sure what was going on but something was for sure. I started to walk around the house to see if something had fallen but nothing looked out of place. But that was when I saw a shadow peeking through the front door. The door has a sort of oval glass pane but it was difficult to see unless you had your hands covering your face while pressed against the window. I couldn't see his face, but he was in all black, and he definitely had black gloves on. I was standing to the side so he couldn't see me. He looked around for a minute or two until he ran around the house again. I quietly ran back to the hallway and shoved my nephews into the bathroom and whispered, lock the door behind you. He was panicked and confused, the poor thing, but I didn't have a phone with me, and I had to go back to the kitchen and get it. He was a good boy though and he closed and locked the door and I ran back out to grab my mum's phone. It was at this point too that I heard glass cracking again and I started to absolutely lose my mind. I started crying and shaking and I called my sister. I don't really know why but I called her and told her that someone was trying to break in the house. She freaked out and told me that I need to call the cops right now. I told her that I was scared and I didn't want to hang up. I Finally did though when I called the police. I was still in the kitchen and I saw another man run across the backyard. I was sobbing and shaking and the police weren't being quick enough but after asking for my address and the necessary questions they told me to stay on the line and they were sending someone out right now. And man did it feel like it took forever for them to get there. But finally a cop car drove around the neighborhood and said that we were fine. I told him that there were two men outside trying to get in, so they got out of their cars and looked around the house. They went to the side that I heard the giant crack at. 
and they saw that one of the windows was shattered and another one was cracked which means that they were definitely trying to get in but I don't know what they were planning to do. There was a giant bed frame in front of the two broken windows too and I think if it wasn't there I probably would not be telling this story to be honest. They never did catch the guys that were trying to get in but man do I hope that I'm never in a situation like this ever again. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. I could really use some advice about now for dealing with something in my grandma's basement. We really don't know what it is or where it came from or why it's even there. Sage didn't get rid of it and we're just afraid to investigate without some preparation. So for some background, my grandma, grandpa and I moved into this new house when I was like six years old. My grandpa had a stroke and we needed a one-story house since he could no longer climb the stairs and this house felt perfect. Now, I had always been able to feel weird stuff. My friend says that I'm an empath, but I'm not as strong as she is. My dad says that he's that way too, that he's always been able to feel things around him and such. Every other family that I have is on my mother's side and they can't feel the paranormal at all to my knowledge. But when we moved into this house, I honestly didn't feel a thing too. That is, until I went into the basement. I know this sounds like a, a terrible horror movie cliche, but please just bear with me and hear me out. Because I might actually need some help here. So, I went into the basement and instantly it felt suffocating. I developed a fear of that basement, but being a small child, I had no idea why I was scared of it. But whenever I needed to go down there for my grandma, I would sort of inch my way down slowly, grab what I needed, and sprint back up those stairs as fast as lightning. My grandma always joked that I was really serious about exercising when I was down there. She never felt what I felt down there, but... Eventually, my aunt and 11-year-old cousin moved in with us because of my aunt's divorce. She needed a place to stay until she could get back on her feet. My cousin had a lot of behavioral problems too due to mental disorders and the fact that his parents just got divorced too, I think. I was 12 at the time. My cousin and I ended up playing down there a lot. I hated it in that basement, but it was a place that we could escape the adults and drama of life when the weather didn't let us play outside. My aunt and cousin didn't understand why I hated the basement, so I just thought that I was being a bit paranoid and buried my fear. But I could just never stay down there for long, and no longer than an hour straight, at max. Every day that I played down there, 
It felt more and more suffocating too. And as soon as my cousin and my aunt moved out, I avoided that basement as much as I possibly could. When I was around 14, I told a friend of mine about it too, and she thought that it was haunted and gave me sage to try and cleanse it, but it didn't work. I moved out at 18 into my boyfriend's dad's house. A year later, my grandma called me and asked me to house it for a week while she was on vacation, but no boyfriends allowed. I tried to do the first night by myself, but I couldn't even be in the living room for half an hour without panicking. So... In the end, my boyfriend stayed with me. One night too, while we were watching YouTube on Roku in the living room, we heard a loud crash come from somewhere in the house. I was scared that someone had broken in at first, so my boyfriend grabbed a knife and surveyed the house, but nothing was out of place and all the doors were still locked. I didn't sleep much that night and nothing else happened thankfully, but it certainly got me on edge. When Grandma had gotten back from her trip, we left immediately. She called us later asking if we had been in the basement. I had avoided the basement the entire time that I was there and so had my boyfriend. But she told us that her box of VHS tapes that had been sitting on the ground, they'd apparently been thrown and strewn about. And the one place that we hadn't actually checked when we heard that loud crash was the basement. Now, this thing had never to my knowledge at least, physically interacted with anything before. And I don't know why, but this really scared me. Nothing out of the ordinary happened since then, according to my grandma, but still, it was strange. But since I had already moved out, I couldn't really monitor the basement or anything, so that was that. But a few months ago, my grandma asked me to come over and bring some stuff up from the basement for her since her back had been bad lately. So I went down and was looking for the thing that she wanted when suddenly it felt like my body just wasn't my own. I know this is going to sound weird, but I sort of watched myself pull out my phone and try to download a spirit box app with a feeling of I want to talk to you. Eventually I snapped out of it grabbed the things and ran out of there without a second thought. But I had never felt anything like this. It had never felt like it wanted me down there before and it had definitely never wanted to communicate with me. And I would never felt like I couldn't control my own body before. All of this was very new and it was scary. But I again made excuses that it was my own curiosity that got the better of me, surely. I developed a paranoia disorder because of the thing in the basement though. I couldn't be alone without having a panic attack in that house. Even now after I moved out, if I'm alone for even half an hour in my apartment by myself, I also have panic attacks. I think it really messed with my mental health, but until today I always chalked it up to my mental disorder feeding my paranoia about it. My friends and I, we have been playing D&D at my grandma's house you see. We had been playing in a sort of back porch room which doesn't have any insulation and it's getting cold where we live. My grandma suggested that we play in the basement since it's a lot warmer than the porch and told me to show them around. So I showed my two friends around the basement. One of these friends is the empath that I previously mentioned. The other is a total paranormal skeptic but since I had practically convinced myself that nothing was wrong with the basement, I chose to bring them down there. Now, the basement is the same shape as the house, which is sort of like a J shape. 
To the left of the stairs is the top of the J, and to the right is the bottom and behind is the hook. So I showed them the top first since it was more open, so more room for us. I felt the usual pressure on my chest like I was suffocating, but then both the skeptic and the empath said that they felt a pressure on their chest too. I brought them over to the hook in the J away from the pressure and it felt fine until the skeptic walked away back to the top. The empath whispered that she felt it just walk over to us and then the skeptic came over and said that it was no longer in the top of the J but in the hook. I was a bit startled by this because I guess I wasn't expecting that but I had to grab some stuff while I was down there. After that I got him out of there. I got confirmation by someone who was super aware of the paranormal along with someone who was the opposite and super skeptical about it all that there is indeed something dark in that basement. And I wouldn't be sharing this if it weren't for the skeptic friend to be honest. He messaged in a group chat an hour ago that he'd been having nightmares about the thing in the basement and he refuses to ever go back down there again. He's thoroughly freaked out by whatever is down there and... I guess that that's what has me worried. My previously mentioned aunt and cousin and now additional 12 year old cousin are once again moving into that house temporarily until they get a new house and I am really worried about their safety. This thing is capable of throwing objects and instilling paranoia and fear and other negative emotions into people who are no longer even there. I mean it nearly possessed me into opening a spirit box I think it also seems to be very territorial too. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that I need help. I don't want this thing to get to the point where it hurts someone. My grandma is 81 and is fragile and she can't afford to move out. My aunt is supporting two kids by herself right now and is super stressed. My 12 year old cousin is young and her mind is vulnerable and it doesn't help that she's fascinated by the paranormal. But to my knowledge can't sense it. So, does anyone know what this thing could be? And any way to get rid of it? My friends are scared of my grandma's basement now, and I'm scared for the people that are living there. And I guess that I just really don't know what to do. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This happened a couple of years ago in my previous house. I was sleeping peacefully in my room one day, alone, when I awoke to the feeling that something was in my room with me, and a second or two later I heard the sound of something small walking towards the foot of my bed from the direction of the door. It sounded like my cat at first, because I heard the first few steps and then it paused as if taking notice of me, much like my cat does when entering a room. So I started rolling over to check because he wasn't supposed to be in the room, but before I could fully roll over, I heard him quickly run the last few steps, jump on the bed, and run across my body before sitting on my face. 
Of course, I immediately reached my hands up and tried to get him off while saying, What the heck, Bobby? But when I did, there was nothing there. I immediately got up and turned on the light. Not only was he nowhere to be found, but the door was still closed and locked. I was super confused because, I mean, I felt him run across my body. I felt his weight. So I looked for him in every nook and cranny while calling for him, but he just wasn't anywhere in there. Now, this is especially strange because I would always leave him in the living room at night so he could access his litter box and there were two doors between my room and the living room door which I always closed and locked. So I eventually just chalked it up to sleep paralysis, which I had sometimes, for some reason only in that house mind you, and went back to sleep. A while later, essentially the same exact thing happens. I awaken to a presence in my room, I hear footsteps approaching the foot of my bed, and pause as if it notices me. Except this time, it sounded heavy. It sounded like a person. I literally heard the floor creaking with every step that it took, and immediately my stomach drops and my heart starts pounding. Then, once again, I quickly start to roll over, but before I can, the thing does the same exact thing that my cat did. I mean, beat for beat. The person runs the last couple of steps, leaps onto the bed, straddles me, all while doing this weird grunting thing, like it was excited to be doing this to me. At which point, while still straddling me, puts its entire weight on my torso, pinning me to the bed, and then starts just choking me. And just like the ghost cat previously, I could feel the weight of this thing sitting on me and I could feel its hands wrapped around my neck as clear as day. Also, almost as soon as it began choking me, it started screaming, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, over and over again while violently shaking me up and down. It clearly sounded like a man too, but I didn't recognize the voice at all. As this thing was screaming in my face and trying to kill me, I think, I remembered the cat for some reason. And suddenly I realized how these two experiences were pretty much identical, minus the creaking floor and the choking of course. I mean literally the same amount of steps, the pause, the jumping on my bed, then going up my body towards my head, all exactly the same. So I thought to myself, this can't be real, this has to be sleep paralysis. But despite my realization it just didn't go away. So I decided to stop struggling and relax in the end. I figured worst case scenario it really is an intruder and they think that they've successfully killed me. So I just go limp. And within a few seconds, the sound of the screams, the weight of my chest, the fingers wrapped around my throat, they all start to fade. It takes maybe 10 seconds before I can't hear or feel anything anymore. So I jolt up and turn on the light as quickly as I can. And once again, there's nothing in the room and my door is still locked. Obviously terrified now, I get dressed and go downstairs into the living room. And there, sleeping on the couch, is my cat. And for some weird reason, I immediately feel peaceful and I sit next to him. Now, I would like to say that it was sleep paralysis because I'd been having episodes around that time, but at no point was I actually paralyzed, which is the weird thing. 
I was able to thrash around the whole time. I also never saw any shadow people or anything. Lastly too, I, I know I wasn't dreaming either because in both instances I got up, turned on the light and walked around. I'm really not sure what to think to be honest, but it feels like something angry and evil tried to kill me that day and I don't know, maybe my cat warned me about it? Regardless, needless to say, I was so shaken by the experience that I ended up sleeping in the living room for like the next three months and never had another experience of any kind, even after I went back to sleeping in that room. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.